1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, the show all about you and your family. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Medical Director for UMMC's Center for the Advancement of Youth. Feeling a little sad or anxious? Do you really need to go for that prescription bottle? There are other things that you can do before going to medication, but some treatments are safe and some may have risks. Today I want to hear about what you've tried and what you think worked and what didn't. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. You can share your comments and experiences with us today by calling one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking from MPB Think Radio.
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Good morning and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttritz, and today we're talking about complementary and alternative medicine and maybe a little bit more than that. So, my question to you is, feeling a little sad or anxious, do you really need to go for that prescription bottle at this moment? Maybe later, but there are other things that you can do before going to the medication. But some treatments can be um, risky. Some can have side effects. Some of the medicines are safe. So, today we'll talk about what some of those treatments might be, Um, and I want to hear today also what you've done, what you've tried, what you think worked for you, and maybe what didn't, your opinions about some of these alternative treatments to truly really taking a medication. I want to hear what's going on in your life, and you can give us a call to join in by calling one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. So... Uh, before we get started on on exactly those alternative treatments, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about complementary and alternative medicine in general, and I know you've heard about that before, but some people sometimes don't exactly know what the, the meaning is. Um, a lot of the terms are used to mean um, just the big array of care approaches that um, one can use. They're actually um a little more specific than that okay so i want to separate out complementary and integrative from alternative approaches because uh, you heard me put it together complement complementary and alternative so the complementary basically means that these are other treatments that are not traditional medicine that can be used to complement traditional treatment. Okay. Alternative means that you are using them as an alternative to traditional medicine. So I want to talk about that as we, um, move, move along. Integrative means you're integrating traditional and, um, complementary medicine together. So, um, the complementary medicines mostly refer to perhaps non-mainstream um, products or practices um, that that have not always been very well studied. Now, some have been studied, and we'll talk about um, which ones have been studied and which not. Um, now, today we'll be talking more about... Anxiety, depression, um, mood issues as you're moving through um, using these uh, treatments in addition to others, and so I. Um, but I'm happy if you have questions about others. This is an area that has been an interest of mine, and I, uh, I think that there you've heard me talk before about some of the treatments that are are completely benign, um, like music therapy. Um, music therapy has certainly been shown to be helpful. Um, if one um, has music that makes them feel good and feel them ha- make them feel happy, and in fact the Veterans Administration has implemented music therapy as part of the treatment for veterans because they found that it has had such good utility without any potential side effects, so to speak, unless you listen to it too loudly. How about that? That might be your side effect. So as we're talking about um, alternative medicine um, or complementary medicine, um, we want to do, this is one of those disclaimers I'll do on the front end and then the back end later, is if you are having significant problems with Anxiety or depression. If it is affecting your life every single day, if you feel like there have been significant changes in your ability to move through the day, day to day, then the very first thing you need to do, the most important thing you need to do, is to to make sure you have a good physical exam. Make sure there's not a health issue that might be interfering with your um, day-to-day well-being as you're stepping through this. So I want to make sure we remember that if you enter into self-treatment, some of that's fine, but you want to be very careful about entering into self-treatment before you really know what's going on. You want to make sure that you know that your body is healthy and that there's not, not another issue out there that, that is perhaps interfering. Then, then once you've sort of gotten that that physical disclaimer taken care of, um, then it's a good idea to sit down and consider why you might be feeling sad or depressed or anxious. So let me throw out a few of those circumstances that may be causing it, and perhaps it's a situational issue that you, you need to approach working on, getting fixed, changing that situation in your life. And I wonder how many of you out there felt depressed or felt terribly anxious and then made perhaps a job change or a relationship change that, um, gosh, all of the sudden those symptoms uh, went away. So sometimes um, it's that type of issue. Uh, that's interfering with what's going on uh, more so than anything biologic or any kind of deficiency that you have. Other than that, maybe personal deficiency. So I'd like to hear from you if that worked for you. Was that the simple treatment that you did changed a situation in your life? Um, you can call one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Often when when others hear that, that one made, it a, made a change uh, and it helped them out, sometimes it can be sort of that impetus, that push to help you um, make a change. So let's talk about some of those things that might be making you feel anxious or depressed um, and it's not biologic. What about your job? Does your job require that you sort of sell out your integrity every day? Is it just something that you don't believe in, but you feel like you are having to do? For example, are you being asked to sell a product that perhaps is something you don't believe in, that you know it's not a good product, but you're trying to sell it even though you know it's not a good product? Are you asked to uh, push individuals to do something that you know might not be good for them? Have you been able to um, admit, perhaps, that your marriage is in great trouble and you keep ignoring it and keep pushing that to the back burner because your life is busy and it's easier not to approach that or that it's just too hard to approach Are you suffering from creative blocks? Are you having a lot of pressure on you? Or perhaps is your body unhealthy and that you know you need to do something um, to help your body? Uh, What about finances? Are there financial issues that are making you dread the beginning of every? single day? Do you need to get help with that? So as we talk through this, yes, there are some things we'll discuss that'll make you hopefully feel better somewhat, but nothing will work if you're stuck in a life circumstance that you need to fix. And if you're stuck in a life circumstance that you need to fix and you can't figure out what to do, then it's important to ask for professional help. Now today I'm happy to talk with you about any issues that you just want to talk through um, about that, but often uh to have someone really be able to to bounce off what's what's going on. Um so the first thing I want to do is to to talk to you about some very, very simple things that you can do. And then we'll move into some of the other maybe herbal treatments and other treatments that um, might be helpful. So before the break, I'm just going to quickly remind you, and I know you hear this on all of our radio shows of Southern Remedy, um one thing that can improve your mood is to exercise, move your body. And exercise is different for everyone. So I, I, I know that um, if you're one of those people who've never exercised, I have a suggestion for you. It comes on um, morning MPB very early in the morning, but you can record it. It's called Sit and Be Fit. If you're older and you're just not an active person, there is an exercise for everybody. The Sit and Be Fit, you you can stand or you can sit, and it is very simple stretching exercises. So that can happen, um, or you can be one of those individuals who's who's a runner or a, a person who likes yoga. So there there's something for everyone. So to say nope, not one who exercises is is not fair to yourself. You need to get into some sort of movement. Okay. That's number one. Number two is never skip a meal. Um, Keeping your blood sugar stable is really important as far as watching uh, mood swings. And there are some things in your diet that actually can be mood-enhancing, serotonin-enhancing. So serotonin, remember, is that neurochemical that's in your brain, um, produced in your gut and in other areas of your body that um, is the content of what many um, antidepressant medications like um, Prozac or Lexapro or Celexa um, have in them, Um, to To help with um, increasing serotonin levels, Um, so there's some food enhancing. uh, I'm I'm sorry, mood enhancing foods such as the omega three fatty acids, salmon, sardines, mackerel. There are lots of nuts um, that also. Healthy fats like coconut oil, though coconut oil is kind of falling into disfavor, so I probably would go with almonds and walnuts and others over the coconut oil to, to take in. Um, eating a high-protein diet sometimes, especially proteins that are high in tryptophan, um Free-range turkeys, one of those, uh, can be helpful. And then a couple of other um, things that you want to do is is try to limit your caffeine intake because it actually can reduce serotonin levels. Um, so you want to look at your diet as you're moving along and, um, and then uh, exposure to sunlight. That's easy. That can boost your mood. So those are some real simple things I know you hear over and over. If you're not doing them, you need to. But what we'll do now is take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about some of those other um, supplements that some of you may be taking, and we'll talk about them and what they're supposed to do, and then maybe some of the cautions you should have. But um, we have completely open lines. I'd love to hear from you. What are you doing? Or do you do anything? Do you believe that alternative um, medicines might be uh, dangerous? Do you find them healthy? Um, let me hear what you think. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email at family at org. This is Relatively Speaking, and we'll be right back.
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. And today we're talking about ways to make yourself feel better, whether you're anxious or depressed, that maybe. Are not in the realm of traditional medicines. What what can you do? What should you do? What should you not do? Perhaps that might be dangerous. So as we're moving along, I want you to know that some of these marketed alternative treatments may be good, but they may not. And we'll talk about those as we move along. But um, let's go first to our first caller, who is lives in Jackson. Liz, good morning.
0: Good morning, Dr. Buttress. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a number of years with three little kids. Uh-huh. And sometimes that would just make me crazy. <laughs> yeah. With, with all of the, the the being the sole supporter and the demands and being a little bit of... Uh,
1: Overwhelmed. The
0: rest. and secluded, and what would help me was to form an escape plan. I would meticulously think, okay, well, when my husband comes home, he gets off work at 5, so he will be home by 5.20. I could then spend five minutes telling him what I have done, and then I could go do X, Y, and Z, and I could be back by such-and-such such a time, and then I could still do it. And then, by the time it came to actually implement my escape plan, a lot of times I wouldn't need it. Ah. Just the meticulous, taking my, giving my mind a way to function on an alternative plan would take me out of the surroundings I was in, would take me out of the the depression or the anxiety that I felt and I would know there was an alternative. Yeah. Uh, it was, there was a finite end to this anxiety that I felt and I could begin to implement this plan so that by the time it actually, I could, well then I could actually, I felt like I had a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, so, yeah,
1: Right. I hear what you're saying, Liz, you were trying to keep yourself from feeling trapped. And that is one of those things when someone feels trapped in whatever situation it is, whether it's a mother who is at home full time and has no adults to talk to and no outside contact, um, coming up with a way to get yourself out of that feeling of being trapped. Um, that's a that's a, a great. Great idea, because once you feel hopeless, then you're unable to help yourself in any way and unable to be able to come up. And as you just said, that gave you the ability then to know, okay, wait a minute, I'm not trapped this is not hopeless. I can do this. And if I feel like I don't want to do it anymore, there's something else I can do. Now, you can't just stop being a mother, obviously. And I know you didn't do that. But you gave yourself some outlets and some thoughts about alternatives. So... Thanks, Liz. That's, a, that's something really excellent we all need to hear. And remember is that um, once you fall into the ditch of hopelessness, then then you truly will lose. So that's, that's one of the ways you need to learn to help yourself is not let yourself get hopeless. Come up with another plan. Okay, Liz, thanks for starting us off. Uh, let's go on to David and Jackson, who has a, a, a comment on traditional mental health meds. Hey, David, thanks for calling.
3: Hey there. Um, thanks for having me on. Sure. I just um, I just want to – I heard early on the conversation or, you know, the introduction about, mm-hmm. you know, how there are um, – Itty bitty things that happen along the way that may not be as big, um, big enough that you, that that somebody may not, you know, feel like they need to go seek um, professional help or a therapist or right. when they think that they can, um, you know, do this or that. And I understand that that's that's true for everyone. I I um, live with with depression and bipolar disorder.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I know that's hard. difficult.
3: Well, you know what? Um, I'm I'm proud of who I am. Good. Um, and and I know that it gives me the opportunity to think through um, how other people are feeling and thinking throughout the day. Right. Um, and I use the same self care methods that we're going to be that you're probably going to be talking about throughout the radio show um, as as alternatives because. Your therapist isn't there for you 24 hours a day. Your counselor's not there for you 24 hours a day. Right. But right. I felt like I really needed to call and and suggest, especially with that last call about, you know, you don't have to wait until you feel hopeless um, to go talk to somebody. Right. And it's very, very possible that you can go talk to a counselor um or a therapist who can tell you, you know what, you, you, you might not, you don't need this. Um, and I don't want anybody to keep themselves from seeking professional help because they're going to hear some alternative medicines along the way that absolutely do make me feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, going for a run makes me feel, oh, I love my <laughs> Right. Um, but, you know, those things were not enough you know mm-hmm. i i my dog probably saved me mm-hmm. but he's not what made me whole right and so i just want to encourage your listeners um especially in mississippi we are just not fully there yet um in terms of acceptance that's why i think it's important that i come out and say stuff like i live with bipolar disorder and i'm a great person yeah um
1: Thank you for saying that out loud and you are absolutely right. I the you've heard me maybe David before say separating out um mental health from overall body health has been such an incredible disservice because people separate it and they treat it like something when you have difficulty with something like bipolar, you're different than a person who has difficulty with their heart. And you're not. You're a person with an illness that needs to be treated. And right. um it does not make you a different person. And I will say this out loud, too. Uh, mo- many studies show that individuals with bipolar disorder are exceedingly bright, many times brighter than the general population. And and maybe some of that is the issue in that you think through things so deeply, David. And I, so, I
3: agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it happened. And it manifested itself through frustrations with very simple things like customer service when, you know, it just those sorts of things where, you know, normal people do get annoyed. And for me, it would get to the point where I would just completely shut down in mm-hmm. frustration. So just to get back to that point is if you feel like you're experiencing little things throughout your life that make you feel like there is a reason um, that, or that it is a pattern even if it's scattered that's that's not necessarily a reason not to go talk to a counselor and I honestly I think talk therapy can be described as alternative medicine as well yeah um, and I just think it's great that once a month I get to pay somebody to be my friend <laughs> um, and, and hear me out and I just yeah. you know it's better living um, through that and and so I, I'll, I'll let you yeah. hear from other people, but I just wanted to, to kind of put that out there at the beginning of the
1: episode. Gosh, David, thank you so much. And you made several good points. And, you know, one reason to definitely um, contact a mental health professional, if, there, if you find that little things are manifesting or uh, feeling like really big, big things, then that is definitely a time when um, you, you need to seek help. Because then if a huge stressor stressor, um, comes in, it may cause you to decompensate. Whereas if you had gotten help earlier, you would have learned how to cope with things and learned how to be able to deal with things in a better manner so that then uh, you didn't have that decompensation. And so, but David, I will say that um, uh, therapy talk therapy, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness therapy, those therapies, though some people view as alternative to um, mainstream medicine, they're really not. They've been studied so well that we know that should be absolutely mainstream first to do medicine over medication. Um, now, sometimes medication is necessary for mood stabilization or the like, Um But never think that um, doing talk therapy is alternative. It is first line, mainstream. So I really appreciate David calling in and and starting us off and being – proud that he has a mental health disorder that is treated that he's handling he's controlling and he is a good person and we all know that it's like if you have diabetes it means it has nothing to do with your character it means you're a person with an illness and um, you need treatment for that okay let's go to our next caller um, we have antonio and jackson antonio thanks for calling
4: Hey, how you doing? Hey. All right. A couple of things, and I'll be quick. One, I was trying to see. Well, first off, um, how can I put it? I guess, like you can say, I just started, like, reliving again, so to speak. I um, When I was listening to the show earlier, I was thinking, like, man, this is something that my wife and I was just talking about. Um, originally, I just lost some weight. I was, like, at 310 pounds,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and, and I'm kind of short.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs>
4: And so my doctor was like, either lose the weight or die. So I was like, okay. So we had to lose the weight. I lost the weight. Good for and you. Process, thank you. And then the process of losing the weight, I actually kind of, how can I find, uh, put it, learn to live again, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. um, when you're talking about the, your, your moods changing, you're being happier, things like that. And I I come to find this extremely true. Uh, one thing I did, uh, well I was told to do this, because um, this is going to get to my question i got to ask for you. Um sure. They were told I was told to you know write down things that um that would you know will make you happy, and write down things that may may irritate you and things like that and know to, and learn you know focus on what makes you happy and learn how to avoid the pitfalls. Yeah. But I, as I was um doing it, and I'm kind of analytical. I was like, I wonder So what are some more things that um you know that you could say possibly, or uh, tips or whatever that you may be able to give that you know. They can keep the person in a positive mood all the time. Because I ain't going to say this is new for me, but at the same time, you know, me, like like I said, starting over, I'm truly enjoying the new me, and I, I want to keep it there. Yeah. But at the same time, I want to, you know, there are any extra tips that you may have, or, you know, just this, 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 this stay positive. Because uh, I, I, I clearly see, I mean, you can look out, you yeah. can turn the news, negativity is like everywhere.
1: Yeah. I, um. And I
4: know that. Yes. And I know that. that and not bashing the news now. Let I me. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> clear about that, but you know its negativity what I come to find out sometimes is easier to fall into than actually being in a positive mood, and that's just me from learning about me, yeah you know, i yeah I was just wondering do you have any tips on you know anything as far as being in a positive mood on, you know on a consistent basis,
1: right? right i i I do um antonio and I, I first of all, I want to go back to congratulate you on taking charge of your life and and engaging in the weight loss and and Thank as you. you said, you sound like you're happier with yourself yeah, um yeah. now, well. um I don't know if you engaged in exercise to help with that I did. A, good
3: i do roughly. right.
1: Right, so that exercise, um, whether it's you know getting into long distance running or biking, or if it's yoga or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you're doing something for yourself. So the way to in in continue the the positive, there's several ways, and I know we need to take a break in a minute, but before we do, I just want to mention a few things, continue to do what you're doing, engaging in that exercising, continue to eat in a healthy manner, and make sure Mm -hmm. as you're eating in that healthy manner, which um, make sure that you're remembering those foods that we mentioned earlier in the show that, that can help with mood. Um, make, you know, helping others often makes you feel really good about yourself. And we can talk about a study that was done that really improved mood for individuals who engaged in helping others. So doing something positive and, you know, the journaling that you, your therapist asks you to do at the beginning is very important. Write down those positive things in your life. Make yourself come up with more positives than negatives. And on sure. the negatives in your life, if you can scratch them out, scratch them out. And if you can't, if they're still going to be there, give them less import than the positive things in your life. Those are just some of the, the suggestions. But, it, Antonio, you're doing those already. It sounds like you're doing a lot of them. Um. So thanks again for your call. Um, just, again, good success. No, you're giving others hope that they, there can be success out there, and it really can make you feel like you're in a life-changing position. So I want to hear from others about what you've done, what's worked, if there's something that hasn't worked call. Tell us about it. If it was a life situation or perhaps a, a treatment, give us a call at one mpb ring That's one You can send an email to family at org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing with us what's going on in your life. I always love to hear that, what you think um, others might benefit by your experiences, because many times they do today we'll talk we're talking about complementary and alternative medicines particularly in the area of depression and anxiety but but in any area how can what can you do to help yourself so to complement the medicine that has been suggested, perhaps in the doctor or nurse practitioner's office, uh, what can you do? Uh, maybe what should you not do? And I want to hear from you. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Okay. Um, let's talk just for a few minutes about some of the supplements that are promoted um, by marketers by um, by um, other individuals who engage in health treatments or recommendations and uh, particularly for depression first. and then we'll talk a little bit about the anxiety too. If you have any questions, feel free to call, or if you have experience. Okay, so the first one, the one that is most often uh, recommended, particularly for depression, is St. John's Wort. It's an herbal supplement. It's not approved by the Food and Drug Administration to treat depression in the U.S. Now, um, I'll always say that if it's not been approved. Um, It is available, though. And it's available in any in, in many forms and many brands. And keep in mind that they're not um, really great standards on um, and controls, though they are better than they used to be. St. John's wort may be helpful for mild or moderate depression. Um, you never want to use it um, in combination with one of those medications that's prescribed for the treatment. Treatment of depression like an SSRI like Prozac, Alexa, Lexapro, um, Paxil, all of those uh, drugs are um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and, and that is somewhat what St. John's Wort does. So you also... Um, don't want to take it with other medicines like blood thinners or birth control pills, chemotherapy, AIDS medications, all of the, those particular drug treatments might have interference from St. John's Wort. So you have to be um, very careful about that. So keep that in mind. And if ever you go to a physician for treatment, please tell them any kind of herbal supplement because as we go through, you will hear. That many of these these medications work similarly or could interfere with what you're taking. Okay, so that's one. Let's let's go on back to the phones. Though um, we have Andrew from Memphis who has a comment about depression remedy. Good morning, Andrew. Thanks for calling.
5: Good morning, Doctor Buttress. Thank you for taking my call. I I only caught the the very last ten minutes of your program, but uh, I have suffered on and off with depression. Um, Despite having a wonderful life, I have a family history, and it's Mm -hmm. it's just something that I've battled with. Uh, I wanted to ask you about ayahuasca. I've heard of it uh, mainly on social media, and some family members have suggested that this might be a one-time experience that can really help make permanent progress with depression but I'm also worried. I know it's unregulated, and it's a hallucinogen, and I'm very hesitant. Have you heard anything about ayahuasca as a depression remedy?
1: I have to admit ignorance. I have not. Um, is it, so it's a hallucinogen?
5: Yes. This is, this is a South American plant-based. I believe it's a root. Uh, that you smoke. And- well, I know that you drink. You drink. Um, they, 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 oh they do yes. Ceremonies a couple times, yeah. And it's, yes, uh, it's, yes, I yes. It's a fairly powerful experience, but it supposedly can bring, elicit some chemical changes. That really do help you get a leg up on depression.
1: Yeah, I actually have heard about about that, and and honestly, it was um, only only in a documentary. I have no good scientific um, evidence about it at all. And so, um, Andrew, I would be very careful with hallucinogens, just like any others that have been used and abused over the years. You, for of some people. It might be helpful for others, it could be very damaging and cause some long-term issues. Um, so you want to be very careful about any of the hallucinogens. And honestly, um, Andrew, I, I do need to uh, learn more about that. I have um, heard about it, um, not really read anything scientific about it. So I need to go um, backwards with that. Now, let me talk to you a little bit about, you said you have a family history of depression, and that certainly has been shown. um, That um, appears to be a heritable um, uh, disorder that... um, that, that often, no matter what you do or no matter what positive environment you are in, you may have a little shortage of serotonin. Right. And right. so that may be something that you just need help with. So keep that in mind for individuals who truly do have that, if you've tried some of the other positive ways—exercise, diet, um, the other ways—it would probably benefit you if you haven't already, Andrew, to um, seek some professional help. Have you done that yet? I, I, I have, yes, mm-hmm.
5: and and I do, and I, I've got a, a a regimen that I try to follow. That that does a very good job of keeping this at bay mm-hmm. um, it, it 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 just it is pervasive and recurrent yeah. you
1: know yeah yeah and un- non- unfortunate non- Lord, I heard you
5: talking and it didn't work and I know the medications aren't terribly effective either
1: Well, they can be effective. So if you have a medication that is not working, you need to go back to your provider and say, hey, um, this isn't working. Or if it works, but it causes some other side effects. And, you know, they're, they're... The antidepressants, many of them can cause other side effects. And so you don't want to have something that helps a part of your life but hurts another part like your sexuality or your sleep or anything like that. So it's really important to stay in close contact. And, you know, again, uh, I want to say this out loud to all of you who are listening. Please feel very free to say, you know, Doc, what you did is not working well. I need you to come up with a better plan for me. That is okay. That is their job. And you know, Advocate a good. For yourself. A, I'm sorry.
5: Advocate for yourself is what what my doctor says.
1: Yes, and yeah, nobody knows how you feel other than you, and so you're the one who has to lead the therapy. So, um, Andrea, I appreciate your call. I'm going to learn more about that. Um, hallucinogen. Thanks for calling. I'm not recommending it though. Okay. I'm told we need to go to our next break. When we come back, we'll talk to Gerald about some questions or comments um, and we'll talk some more about other alternative methods for mood and anxiety. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. 672 7464 This is Relatively Speaking. We'll be right back.
2: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about CAM therapies. Complementary and Alternative um, Medicine or Alternative Therapies. Um, and we've talked about several things, had some great callers, and we're going to go on back to the phones. We have Gerald from South Haven with some comments. Good morning, Gerald. Uh, Thanks for calling.
6: Yes, hi, Doctor. Hey. Um, I've tuned in a little bit late, so actually you may have already touched upon some of the comments I have, but um, and some of the things I'm going to mention are a bit convoluted, and you can, when I hang up, you can provide some negative or positive <laughs> feedback. Okay. okay. Um, alternative wise, I really got acquainted with it because uh, I was in the medical field, not a doctor, but I was a therapist.
1: Uh-huh.
6: Uh, Dr. Andrew Wheel, years ago, out of Arizona, uh, University of Arizona, he's right. a medical doctor who's done extensive research and in his practice has used much herbal alternative medicine Mm -hmm. Um, so you're probably familiar with him yes Um, he was certainly a strong um, voice for the alternative medical field but when I heard him I was just really amazed at some of the things he commented on and it's too expensive to go into but um, I also did some smoking cessation studies and I heard you say serotonin, right? And as I recall, serotonin, dopamine, and I can't—I can't think of the melatonin. I think uh, are all cranial brain type chemicals, I right? Think, that yeah, move ups and downs. Yeah,
1: tryptophan um, too. Yeah, tryptophan is another tryptophan. one. Yeah, tryptophan is uh-huh. that
6: naturally occurring in the brain? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Um so, in general questioning, are there any herbal remedies, uh, drinking like teas and whatnot, that um, one can glean from a a herbal herbalist uh, mm-hmm. that would okay. help with depression or anxiety? Mm-hmm. Myself, I have had severe anxiety moments. Waking up from a, what could be a nightmare, or who knows what, right? Um, and and it's very hard to overcome those things because when they're on you, it's like that's the only thing that means anything, and you're so darn overwhelmed with the feeling of it, you just don't know what to do. And I mean, just saying, "Oh, i yeah. feel great. I'm a wonderful person," doesn't make it. Don't <laughs> work.
1: Uh, that's right.
6: Um, but I have found, and I mean, this is an odd thing. I have found that what helps me just to calm down is to read some Bible. I just start picking through Proverbs or Psalms and just mm-hmm. read some Bible. Something to get my mind away from this this overwhelming feeling that I woke up with feeling like, I don't know, like I'm just going to die. You <laughs> know, the horror. Yeah. Anyhow, um, so leaving you with this thought, herbal remedies that are proven, scientific, do work, have some benefit, can help person with depression or anxiety, maybe a mood elevator or something that might alter serotonin, melatonin, dopamine, tryptophan, things in that area. I'd like to hear about it. Thank you.
1: Okay. Well, Gerald, um, thanks for your call. And and certainly, yeah, just saying that, uh, don't let that bother you. Never works. So let's talk about um, a few things you said. First of all, reading from the Bible, um, we know that uh, meditation can be very helpful for individuals with anxiety or depression. Um, um, centering in the moment, um, letting yourself let the thoughts go, not so much blocking them, but moving them sort of to the back burner and centering your mind back on something. So uh, meditation, um, reading, comforting excerpts from the Bible or other areas, whether it's a Quran or whatever, to to recenter yourself, to to let yourself. That's why so many times, prayers are very helpful um, is that you're you're focusing in and letting yourself take control of, of the thoughts that are going on. Now you ask specifically about some, are there herbal supplements that have been studied? Yes, they have. But the the problem with any of the supplement therapies is they're really hard to control. It's really difficult to know how much is placebo effect and how much is real. But there's some fairly good evidence that um, some of the herbs I'm getting ready to mention are helpful. Um, chamomile has been very helpful in calming the old Peter Rabbit chamomile tea thing. Um, it doesn't taste very good. So a lot of people use lemon or honey to add to the teas. Lemon balm also has been shown to be helpful. Primrose has been somewhat helpful in the past lavender is another one um so sometimes the aromas too um some people um even find comfort from um uh eucalyptus or rosemary scent so the the smell versus the the intake um so are are two different things, and some people benefit a lot just from aromatherapy the comforting it's like you some of us feel a lot of comfort with cinnamon um, cinnamon also has been shown to be helpful. Um, in in certain times. So the problem, like I'll say, you know, I talked about omega-3 fatty acids that seem to be helpful. Um, but like I said, uh, the nutritional and dietary supplements are not carefully monitored by the FDA. They're not monitored like medications are. So you can't always be certain of what you're getting. So you want to make sure that you go to a reputable place. You make sure that this is, these are supplements that have, have um, as good as they can be. Uh, it's a brand name that you recognize that perhaps has better control. Couple of other things: saffron ex- extract uh, may improve symptoms of uh, depression, but high doses can cause side effects. So you want to be careful about that. And there are many, many others. And so perhaps um, we'll look at doing another show sometime um, to to help us through uh, go through other things that might be helpful. So. On closing, I just want to say, please make sure that if you're having significant everyday symptoms of anxiety and depression, seek a professional. You can go first to your primary care provider and find out what they might recommend for you. So thanks, everybody, for your calls. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Our call screener, I believe, was... Uh, Liz Gill. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio.